everybody. Welcome to B.O. Boys for Wednesday, December 2nd. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And see, we're doing it so raw that my voice got raw. Did you hear that? That's a raw feed in your vocal cords. Yep. Better get that checked out. Well, I only eat raw. Yeah. That would be something if the doctor uh, ran some tests on you and he said... You've got a raw feed. Yeah. That means I can only eat raw food. That's not bad. I guess that's a, that's a pain in the ass. No, but that's you know the easiest a, thing in the world. To not have, have to, to cook, cook anything. anything. That's true. Yeah. Well, All that's right, my you voice. Proved me wrong. That's my voice uh, acclimating to my new surroundings because big news. I upgraded from shed to barn. So you're in barn right now. Barn is huge. It's spacious. So barn is palatial. Barn is palatial. It has the same sort of opening, though, which is really funny because walking in here, it's like somebody just blew up the shed and made it two stories. Wow. So it's like a cartoonish way of living where you just like expanded expanded it well it's like a giant took a water dropper right and dropped a a little uh, well not a little but like a big drop of water onto a shed and it grew into a barn wow and then the giant said you must podcast from inside of here and talk about the box office yeah that's awesome or i'll come down and i'll i'll grind your bones to jelly oh he's up the beanstalk so you've got to do a good job tonight because yeah. barn isn't free. No. Since you when must does entertain barn ever the, come for free? We have to entertain the giant tonight. Uh-huh. So um, one thing before we actually get into this box office about barn, will we be hearing crickets in the background of the raw feed the way we did when you were broadcasting from Shed? There shouldn't be any crickets. Okay. Uh because I'm higher up than crickets usually like to go. But you might hear a turkey or two. Oh, because the turkeys get up there. Turkeys can get on the roof. Wow. That is that is as raw feed as we've ever had. Uh-huh. If we just start hearing turkeys uh, getting on mic. They might be sleeping right now. But they will hear a turkey one of these nights. Well, Clayton... Talking about turkeys, this week at the box office, well, we'll talk turkey, and the new movie that opened this weekend was no turkey. It was the opposite of a turkey. Yeah, it was a golden goose. It was a golden goose on top of your barn is a golden goose. I mean, let's just get into it. For the first time in, I would say, a long time, we have an unadulterated smash at the top of the box office. Finally. So you you think unadulterated? Unadulterated. Okay. No adults. So we're talking The Crudes, A New Age, mm-hmm. a.k.a. The Crudes 2, which beat Tenet's three-day gross. Wow. Because they figured out, and we figured this out a long time ago, that... 
Tenet's three-day gross, even though they tried to inflate it into 20-some-plus, was actually $9.35 million. The Crudes did $9.7 million in three days. Wow. Racked up $14.2 million in the five-day. Wow. I mean, listen, we've been saving this till movies during the pandemic, till they've crossed the $20 million mark, and then they've gotten it. But Clayton, I think opening weekend, those numbers, you know what those, you know what the crudes deserve? Applause? Yeah. You know, and Universal deserves some applause too. They, they keep putting movies in theaters. Mm-hmm. Hoping something sticks. They got the the window, the 17-day window. Now, this is going to be more of a 30-day window for the crews, which I think is very smart because you're going to see it dropping Christmas Day abouts, which is really, really smart. And they also did a little thing that um, companies haven't been doing, um, advertising. Remember advertising for movies? Remember when on a Thursday night you'd be watching must-see TV? And it would be, oh, here's all the movies coming out tomorrow. Or even just whatever's on TV last year on Thursday night, you would see tons of commercials. We have not seen that during the pandemic. No. And it's showing what those kind of ad buys can reap. Yeah. Well, and Tenet, you know, Tenet did have ads, but this is a different beast because this is a family film. This is a feel-good film. There's there's no talk of the Crudes, a new age, being about time travel, but not time travel. Mm-hmm, I haven't mm-hmm. heard any of those things. So I think this is a straightforward sequel to a popular movie. And the families came out. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the difference here between Crudes, a new age, and Tenet is people wanted to see Crudes, a new age. Mm-hmm. And that is all it took. I mean, let me look up because when when Tenet came out in September, it was a much, uh, I would say, more welcoming uh, uh, release time of the year. I think Tenet kind of opened at the best time for movie theaters that we would have had since the pandemic started and that. Drive-ins were still open. The theaters, we were sort of on like a little bit of a downswing in terms of the pandemic. All the theaters were opening up at the same time. So there were a lot of screens like Tenant had the best chance a movie was going to have this year, you know, or since the pandemic started to do well. And I would say the Crudes, a new age is definitely opening up in a tougher climate and still did better. Well, it's fighting surges. It's fighting these holiday surges. Right. And these closures. I mean, this this did better than Tenet with probably equal or maybe less theaters. Let's see. So in Tenet's opening weekend, it had 2,800 theaters. And in Crude's A New Age opening weekend this past weekend, it had 2,200 theaters. So Tenet had 600 more theaters than uh, Crudes did and made less money. And the IMAXs, it had all the IMAXs. Yep, yep. And it had 
um, basically the director of the movie trying to guilt everybody into going, you know, basically saying that this was the movie that is here to save theaters. And if you don't go see it, you're, you're, you're basically, uh, ending an industry. You're part of the problem. Right. Right. Crude's a new age. You know what they were saying? Come to a movie. It's a good movie. You're going to have a good time at the movie. Bring the kids. Bring your kids. So mascot, let's look at this. Mascot. Let's look at this uh, per screen average. Four thousand three hundred and ninety-eight dollars per screen. Now, of course, in non-pandemic times, that's nothing to applaud. But look at the next closest film, Freaky, which is number two, made about eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It's per screen average. $460 per screen. Wow. Now, again, that's a movie that's been out for three weeks. But still, I don't know of any movie that's come out in recent weeks that has had uh, a screen average in the $4,000 range. That's the, Right, right. And, and that's – it's opened on way less screens than some of those other movies that have come out before it. Yeah, it is just it is just a movie that has captured the zeitgeist. And, you know, like you said about the advertisements, I think what the big advertising campaign for Crude's A New Age also does is it makes people feel safe. You know, because when you see something advertised on television, whether rightly or wrongly, you assume that there is some oversight that there's a lot of people who are, who are working on it and you feel like, Oh, if they're advertising this movie on TV, seeing it must be safe. Whereas with some of these other movies that you've never heard of, you know, and you've never seen an advertisement for, it kind of does feel like you're taking your life into your hands by seeing this like weird secret underground, almost illegal thing. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It does feel like a dangerous activity because you don't see a lot of ads for tattoo parlors on television. Right. Or S&M clubs. Right. 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 And so you don't see ads for Let Him Go with Kevin Costner. So now, or or come play. Yeah, so it might as well be going to get a body mod. Right. Right. I mean like honest thief, you you open up your newspaper, your print edition, you go into the movie uh section, see what's playing, and you see something called Honest Thief and you've never seen an ad for it, the assumption is this is illegal. This is something that has not passed, you know, uh, uh, FDA regulations because I've never seen a TV ad for it. But obviously anything I see on TV is totally on the up and up. Well, now the the thing is, Let Him Go, I think, did do some TV advertisement because they did a lot of stuff on Yellowstone and Paramount Network. Yeah, yeah. and they that, and they had a good opening weekend. But I mean you look at a lot of these 
newer movies that have come out in the last couple of months that didn't have TV ads, I think there is just an air of uncertainty. And Crude's a new age. You see all the ads for that and you assume, okay, this is real. Yeah, and it looks like families came out, like we were saying, families were the most cautious to return, Mm -hmm. according to exhibitors. And when you look at the percentages, 54% were female that came out, and the audience was 70% under 25. Wow. So that means that a lot of moms and a lot of kids went and saw this film. Wow. You know, it also might have finally been, this was the breaking point where everyone was like, I got to get out of the house with these kids. And I'm sure there have been parents who've taken their kids out of the house, but I think for a lot of them, this was the point where they finally said, I got to do something with them. Uh, What's And then the Croods movie hit at exactly the right time. And another big thing, Emma Stone is a voice in this film, mm-hmm. who is a star. And yep. she did promotion for it. So she went out and she, you know, put her money, put her mouth where the money is, if you will. Okay. She went out there and she promoted this movie. And Emma Stone is a trustworthy individual. She seems like she wouldn't stare you wrong. She's telling you to take her your kids to go see this film in theaters. I'm going to believe Emma Stone. When has Emma Stone ever lied to me? Right, right. And so, Nicolas Cage is also in this. Well, Nicolas Cage, uh, he's lied to me several times. Mm-hmm. Mo- mostly virtually over, you know texts and emails, but, but never, never face to face, I guess. So, right. But you've paid for that pleasure. Yes. Yeah. So this, this, I mean, this does bode well for the future. It shows that when a movie is put in front of people that they want to see, they will go see it. I mean, it's basic math, but we seem to have lost it with, the throwing shit at the screen and seeing what sticks sort of situation that we've been in for the box office the last nine months or so. Right. And it just leads me back. And I don't want to pile on tenant because again, if we had other horses, other dead horses to beat, we'd beat those dead horses. We'd spread it around. Of course. Of course. Listen, if you have a dead horse, send it our way. Let us beat it because we're sick of beating on tenant. We are. But it's all we got. But if th- if that were a movie people wanted to see, mm-hmm. the 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 box office would be stronger. We'd yep. be seeing bigger releases coming out, and we'd have a healthier environment for moviegoers. I think Christopher Nolan tried to save something, and he nearly destroyed it. Yes. Which he... which would be something that a Nolan character would do. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be the the thing. The thing about uh, the Nolan version of what happened here, if Nolan made a movie about Tenant coming out, you wouldn't have known how bad it did at the box office because a character would have said it, and you wouldn't have been able to understand them. 
like the the audio mixing would have been so bad that I wouldn't have heard a character probably saying through a mask, "Tenant Tenant made uh, eight million dollars this weekend." Like you just you wouldn't be able to hear it. And it, chronologically, it would not be in order either. Right. Right. In the so Nolan you wouldn't know the opening day out. from the yeah. day that it, the the third weekend, you know? Right. If he right. had his way, that's how box office would be reported, which is just random numbers from random weeks. Right. Um, yeah, I really hope Nolan himself never makes the movie about the 2020 box office. Oh, yeah. It would be, I mean, number one, it wouldn't do well. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, number two, to have all those problems that we stated before, and you would only be able to see it in uh, select theaters that that played it on, you know, 78 millimeter or whatever. Ugh. But, Crude's a new age. It really does show that this theatrical movie business is not dead. It is not dead. Tenet tried to kill it. I mean, Tenet tried to save it, but you know, inadvertently almost killed it. And then we've had a, a few months of, you know, there's been bright spots. There's of course been war with grandpa, which is uh, one of the great bright spots of 2020. But crude's new age really has shown that there will be blockbusters again. Do you find it at all ironic? Not ironic. Cause it's not what you wouldn't think uh, fitting that this film is called a new age. Do you believe it is the dawning of a new age? I mean, is this the the fish gasping for air from coming out of the water and gasping for air and then learning to walk situation? Oh, so you think this, this is full on evolution is happening with this movie. No, but I think it's a step in the right direction. I think all small, all the small things can lead to bigger triumphs. Yeah. I mean, I I would love to think that. I think the problem is the and as we'll see when we talk about what's coming out next week, the follow up the next couple of months doesn't seem to be there. No, you know? well, you've got News of the World, which is a Tom Hanks film. You've got Monster Hunters. You've got Wonder Woman coming to theaters. I mean, well, you, I mean, Wonder Woman is not really coming to theaters. It's undercutting itself. I don't know. People might want that that big big screen experience. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, I do have definitely a lot more interest and maybe a, maybe some more optimism about the opening weekend of wonder woman now because of this crude's opening than i did a week ago you know you asked me a week ago i'm like wonder woman's opening at like two million dollars you know opening weekend but after what crude's just did i mean maybe wonder woman does does get some get some uh actual box office you you can't understate the need for parents to get their kids the fuck out of the house. Right. Right. Never underestimate that. I mean, I'm also just looking at uh, the Crudes, the original movie, which opened on March 22nd, 2013. So this, wow. is a, this is a property that has really 
uh, uh, fermented. It's really like taken its time before they felt like they had the perfect story to tell. 2013 is positively prehistoric. Yes. (laughs) Um, And this came out in March 2013. And its opening weekend was $43 million domestic. Yeah, it was a hit. Dude, its second weekend was $26 million, only a drop of 38%. The weekend after that, $20 million. So I guess a good, uh, just a solid uh, run. What was its I mean, cum? That, Did it reach 100 mil domestic? Its cum? God, box office mojo is just... It's just such a disaster. It's uh, domestic 187. 187. That's a huge hit. Another 400 million internationally. Worldwide total 587. This was a outright mega smash. So then why why not two? Why why not put two there? Is right. that a is that an, a thing where they're trying to make kids think it's new so that they're the Croods generation when, in fact, actually their older brothers and sisters are the Croods generation? Yeah, I've never fully grasped why what sequels get it to and which ones don't get it to. Most of them all get it to. Yeah, well... I mean, you look at some of these kids' franchises, I think the Ice Age movies never... um, Numbered? Never numbered. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean, those movies never numbered. Oh. You know, there's a lot of these... There's a lot of series that don't number, and they just give, uh, uh, you know, chapter names to each one. That's interesting. I guess that's a way to keep it fresh to make every group of kids every group of nine-year-olds think it's something brand new just for them and and i guess to make you think you could watch this in any order you didn't have to see crudes one to understand crudes two that's such a great that's that's such an interesting thing yeah because if you're gonna throw a crudes movie on you don't and you only have the, a new age, you don't want the kid to be like, well, I need to see the first one first. I need to see the first one. They'll just watch any Crude's movie because they don't know the chronolo- the chronology. That's right. That's actually a, a great concept. And it obviously worked because opening weekend is a hit. And again, going back to our dead horse, Christopher Nolan and Tenet, it's the opposite approach where the Crude's, the, the team behind the Crude's, one of their big... Uh, uh, motivations was make sure the audience is not confused. Make sure they don't feel disoriented coming into this movie. So they didn't call it Crudes 2 because they didn't want you to feel like you needed to go watch Crudes 1 to understand this. Whereas, of course, Nolan with Tenet, all he wanted to do was confuse people. Their first movie back after being in a pandemic lockdown for months his goal was to confuse people. And well, guess what? It bombed. And also and challenge Cruise, them, Pat, because, because I feel like they hadn't been challenged, right? I mean, that was Nolan's belief, is that people aren't challenged enough. I don't think right. things are challenging normal people enough, so I'm going to make a challenging movie. Because their lives are pretty easy. 
And I need to challenge people with my art. Right. And that was his big plan. Whereas Crude's a new age, their plan was there's a bunch of cavemen. Emma Stone's still here. Nicolas Cage is having a good time. Come hang out in the cave. And a simpler time. Remember back uh, in the Stone Age, how simple that was? Mm Mm-hmm. You didn't even have wheels yet. Or if you did, they were really new. Well, here's... You know, when you bring that up, here's another thing that may have really worked in Crude's New Age favor is they're selling you that. They're selling you this is the Stone Age. Nostalgia. Simpler times. Nostalgia. And also no Zoom. No Zoom. No no teleconferencing. No, uh, uh, none of the, the stuff that drives us crazy now that we're sick of. These cavemen will not Zoom. They will see each other in person. They will club each other over the heads in person. They will not Zoom. I will say, though, I think there is a... I'm going to give it a 25% chance that there is some sort of Zoom joke in this film. Just because they had nine months to add it. Uh, I... I, God, this kind of intrigues me to see this now to see if there is a Zoom joke. I bet you there's not a Zoom joke in here. They They knew people would be sick of it. They knew people, they just wanted to go to a movie and see rocks and see, uh, uh, you know, dirt and see clubs and see just cavemen scratching, which I assume there's a lot of in this movie. I bet you there's a joke where one of the cavemen accidentally falls off a cliff or something. Uh Uh-huh. And one of the other cavemen say, he's left the Zoom. Ugg has left the Zoom. God. But it's this. that's a Shrek thing. I I feel like, I mean, I've never seen the first Croods, but I I wonder if they are that Shrek-y. And then he does that dance from that uh, Katy Perry video that that kid does. Right. The backpack kid. I don't know. I mean, we may have to see this at some point. I mean, I don't think me and you are seeing this in the theater. Well, let's have our... probably won't be the one. Let's have our wannabeo boys, our wannabeo girls, our wannabeo people email us if you've seen The Crudes A New Age, if you... Took your family, took your kids, went by yourself. No judgment. Email us. Is there a Zoom joke? And is there that exact Zoom joke that I said? Where caveman falls off the cliff. Another caveman says, Ugg has left the Zoom. I mean, if you nail it, that would be that would be uh, clap worthy for sure. Yeah, I deserve a clap for that. Um, I'm just going through the Wikipedia plot summary of... Crude's a new age, just picking out this sentence. This is what is getting people out to the theater. Soon the monkeys dress all three men as bananas to sacrifice to the giant Spidey Mandrilla. I mean, that's what's doing it. You got monkeys who are dressing up humans as bananas to be sacrifices. That Nothing sounds confusing cool. About that. Nothing confusing about that. No. Monkeys like bananas. Monkeys are in control. There's your movie. So, There's your movie. 
So what do we think? How do we think this movie holds? Because you've got kids going back to school. You've got the you've got the spikes. We 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 got to take into account the spikes that are going to happen. Well, two I weeks mean, from got- now, three weeks from now, we might all be sheltering in place during Christmas. But you know, you just said you got kids going back to school, and normally you definitely would. You'd have your five day Thanksgiving weekend, Wednesday through Sunday. And everyone goes back to school and work on Monday. But not all the kids are going back to school, unfortunately. You know, schools are closed in a lot of places. Crudes and New Age could be the place where these kids are going on Monday. Yeah, so they so if they if they do all their schoolwork, they get taken to see Crudes. Right. Or they just get sent there. You know, so as a, it looks as a, like as a, you know, you, I could imagine there's there's places in the stacks where last minute schools are being closed where they go. What do we do with them? I, I can't watch them Monday. You know, what's cheaper than a babysitter is a ticket to watch Crude's New Age all day on a loop. And that so, will count as box office. Looking at the Monday, the Monday total for this film, mm-hmm. it made four hundred and forty thousand dollars on Monday. So now it's Cum is fourteen million, fourteen point seven million. So we're we're almost at fifteen. So we'll probably be by the time you listen to this. Crudes is probably going to have a fifteen million dollar cum after seven days or so. So we're getting Crudes New Age is getting over twenty by next weekend. Well, do you think it outpaces that ridiculous thirteen day number that Tenet got? What did they end up saying that was? Did they only call like twenty? Point seven million. They called it like tw- they called it like yeah twenty twenty point two or something. Yes. And but but remember that was when kids were out of school. Right. But kids weren't going to see Tenant. Yeah. By kids, I also mean no like college students. You know, kids in the general like under twenty fives. Right. Right. I think this will will outpace that. So we're looking at by next Monday morning, will Crudes and New Age outpace that that opening ten days of Tenant? Yeah, um, I think so. I think so because a four hundred thousand dollar Monday, um, or wait, what did it make on Monday? Monday, November thirtieth, it made six hundred and four thousand dollars. Wait, which? What are you looking at? I'm looking at Box Office Mojo, Daily Box Office for 2020 for Crude's New Age. It says November 30th. Oh, I'm sorry. That's their they top 10 gross. It's so out of control how they format. No, this. it's four. It was it was four hundred forty thousand dollars for Crude's on Monday. Yeah. Um, so so the tenant domestic opening was called at 
20.2. So I was correct. So we have to see if it makes that in 11 days. In 11 days. So we're counting from Wednesday through um, last Wednesday's opening through Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So basically by next weekend. Yeah, next weekend. Next weekend or that Let's Monday. Let's give it through next through that next Monday morning. I mean, okay, so Crude's New Age, you figure if it made 440 on Monday, it starts dipping down. But it's like single-day grosses could be like around 200000 a day for the the middle of the week, which would then add another like million or so. Um, bring it up to around 16. And then, I mean, what do we think the, the second weekend of this movie could be? Like, will it make four to $6 million in the second weekend? I, I mean, you know... It's an event. It's finally a hit. You know, this might be the type of thing that people will read stories about on Deadline... Our buddy Anthony Alessandro will write about it. Uh, great legacy box office writer Scott Mendelson. He'll be writing about how Crude's New Age is a hit. Of course, everyone who listens to the B.O. Boys or who tells people about the B.O. Boys, they're going to hear how Crude's New Age is a hit. That's the kind of thing that, again, makes people feel safe and makes people feel like they should be part of something. But also talking about that, you're talking about the box office media, which we are a part of. You know, I'm admitting it. We're part of the box office media. Right, right. And the thing is, this is crossing over into regular media. Uh-huh. This is this is on the the top. This is the headline of the entertainment pages in your local Times Picayune. So people are seeing good news at the box office and that is going to make them go. Right, right. All they had from Tenet was bad news, how how Tenet underperformed. And I think now that we have our minds switched into pandemic money, this is being touted as a genuine success and people want to support a genuine success. People in America are front runners. Yes. Don't you ever forget that. If you're a front runner in America, you're in a good spot. Now, other countries will want to, you know, do that underdog, whatever, whatever. But in America, it's get to the front and then keep on going. And yep. that's what people are going to want to do. They're going to want to support the Crudes so that it can stay in the front. They're going to want to walk around with a Crudes New Age hat figuratively in the sense that they want to be able to say, we saw it. We were there. America is where the I was there t-shirt was born. Mm -hmm. Where you go to an event and on the back it says I was there and it has the date of that event. Because Americans... Where the all I got was... Yes, yes. This t-shirt. That was also an American invention. Yep. Possibly the same person invented both. It seems like it's a similar mindset. Yeah. Um... And it's like we've said many times on the show, when it comes to box office, people don't want to be part of a loser. No. You know, Charlie's Angels, the Kristen Stewart version, one of the more famous recent editions of that theory, or not of that theory, of that 
phenomenon. Actual phenomenon, yeah. Where if something opens up so poorly, it's basically completely done because people don't want to go see a stinker and be associated with a stinker. But on the opposite end, Crude's New Age, people are going to want to be able to say, I was a part of of the thing that is getting stories written about and uh, uh, shows like us talking about saying that this is the movie that is bringing back box office. Yeah. This is the movie that's bringing back a beloved industry. Yeah, everybody wants to say that they were a part of that. Everybody wants to say they saw the Beatles at Shea Stadium. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Or the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. I think there's a lot of people who are basically saying they saw all of the Beatles stuff live. The Beatles on the rooftop. Right. They saw the Beatles on the rooftop. And it's usually someone who's they've not seen it. They never they didn't know about the Beatles until the anthology special aired in the 90s. Well, people claim they saw that, too, when most of them just bought the VHS. Yeah, I did see that live, though, on television. Anyway, this is a movie, Crude's a New Age, where you're going to people are going to want the equivalent of the I was there shirt. And that's a ticket stub for the Crudes. Yep. And so I think it's got going to have a really good second weekend hold. I think, you know, would it make uh, this weekend nine point seven million just on the three day? I mean, can it hit five on the second weekend? So it'd have to drop less than fifty percent. So you're looking at what, like a forty-five to forty-six percent drop, is what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, we've seen that phenomenon in this box office where the, ah. the, the drops are sometimes less precipitous, but I mean, they're falling from much lower heights. This is one that's falling from a greater height, although right. it's a kid's movie. And again, the only consistent performer that we've seen in the past few months has been The War with Grandpa, which is a kid's film. Right. Right. And it's had the smallest drops of any of the films that we've seen recently. So I I mean I'm going to go in and say that it's 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 going to make at the at the least 4 mil. Okay. I'll say 5. I think I I just I mean listen, I want to be part of it. I feel like we got a winner here. Yeah. Well, so we haven't about- even talked about anything else in this top 5. Well, it's we're talking about big movies. Like, we finally have box office, so I feel like this is important to talk about. It's a, it's a historical moment, and I think our listeners our listeners will appreciate it. Well, I mean, just then to keep following up on this Crude's new age success, looking at an article on Deadline, where I mean that's the thing you have got the entire industry talking about this, in that you have. Uh, the head of National Cinemedia controls about 70% of the in-theater advertising business, working with a range of top exhibitors. Uh, so the executive in charge of that company that uh, sells advertising into movie theaters, he has said this success, the success of Crudes and New Age says, shows that uh, movie going will rebound and it's a question of not if, but when. 
Not if, but when. That is that is the most confident statement I have heard from uh, a a big time theatrical business, you know, bigwig in months and months. That is that is some um, chest puffing out confidence from Tom Lazinski, National Cinemedia, Charge of Nuvi. Feeling good, feeling their oats right now. Well, I've got a more to kind of show how this movie has permeated the culture. I'm going to do a little test. So I'm going to text my mom. Okay. And I'm going to text her. Do you know how much the crudes a new age made this weekend? And see if she texts back. What? Who is this? Things like that. Right. I change my number frequently. So we'll see. I'm going to text her right now. Mom. So this is this is a test of how much Crude's box office has permeated the culture and also how much your relationship with your mom has permeated her. Well, she might not even text back. Who knows? Right, right. I mean, but she reads she reads The Guardian every day. So she I think this was definitely a headline in The Guardian. Um, so we'll see. Just, I sent. I just sent the text. We'll see what I get back. Okay. So by end of show, we hope to have an update. Yep. From Clayton's mom. So. Oh wait! Yeah, I just actually we don't even have to. I just got one back. Let me see. Oh, this is huge. This is a. Rough she said. Feed. She said three or five day. She said wow. three or five day. Wow. So this is what we're talking about here, guys. We're talking about a woman who, you know. Doesn't get out to the theater much, obviously, but she crudes. It's permeated. Wow. I don't have time to respond, so I'm sure she'll be fine. But yeah, she's we're doing a show. So, just looking a little bit more at this article, Tom Lazinski in charge of uh, Cinemedia. Is that what it's called again? God, these names of these companies: National Cinemedia. Um, it's always Cine something. Yeah. So he says that he is confident. And again, I love that confidence. Confident that consumers will be back to theaters as soon as there's a real release schedule. So that is, you know, that's someone in the theatrical business who's basically telling these movie studios, put out some movies, put out a real schedule that people could believe in and give us some product. And put out ads for these films. That's the thing. The schedule. How do they know the schedule? The schedule is I'm watching NFL football and I'm seeing a commercial for the same movie over and over and over again. That is how you make a blockbuster. Right. So uh, the other thing that he notes in here is Bond is going to be a big key moment about uh, in terms of what's going to happen with theatrical. Right now, No Time to Die is still scheduled to come out in April. And Tom Lazinski really feels like that's going to have to be a big deal. Which means studios are going to have to put it out and they're going to have to advertise it. And spend a lot of money to advertise it. Yeah, they should. They should if they want a future in theatrical. Um, well, let's... Yep. let's- 
let's move through this top five because I think we we're going to be talking about crudes for the next couple weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if you if you want crudes talk, this is going to be your place to be. Because up until Christmas Day, there's really not much dropping. So crudes are gonna crudes are gonna have a pretty open open you know avenue to rack mm-hmm. up some baffa bobo. Mm-hmm. So let's speed through this because number two, freaky dethroned in its third week. Like I said before, eight hundred thousand dollars down thirty seven point six percent. It's at a cum of seven million dollars. Not much to say about this. Let's see how it does in PVOD. It should be coming out uh, probably end of this week. So we might be able to rent this on Friday, possibly. Oh, very exciting. So that's exciting. Number three, The War with Grandpa. $585,000, drop of 21.7%. This film is at $17.1 million. I mean, again, I think that this film is going to make more than Freaky does next weekend. Yeah, we, we both thought that would happen this weekend, that they would flip. Um, but you know what happened is the Croods, mm, the Croods stole some of the war with Grandpa's thunder. Right, right. But what right. I think is going to happen this weekend is that all these families that went and saw the Croods that we haven't seen at the theaters are going to go back because they enjoyed it so much. And what are they going to see? They're going to see The War with Grandpa. That's a great call. That is a great call. I also, I mean, you know, we, neither of us have been in a movie theater since this started. I wonder what the trailer situation is before these movies. I wonder, and if you are want to be a boy, want to be a girl, want to be a person who has seen the Croods in a movie theater this weekend, are they showing a War with Grandpa trailer ahead of that movie? Because I doubt they are showing trailers for stuff that are, you know, opening far into the future. There's probably a limited amount of trailers that you could show right now. So I wonder if, you know, they're advertising something like The War with Grandpa, even though it's already out, before a new hit movie. I mean, it's been out for eight weeks. It's put out by 101 Studios. I don't know how, Mm. what their promotional budget is. Right. Universal might not be showing... You know, they might only be showing trailers for other Universal movies. I feel like that's the case. I feel like yeah. they're really pushing, probably they're having maybe PVOD ads up right. there. Right. Well, th- though, you know what you are going to get? You're going to get all these families, like you said, going to see Crude's A New Age. Maybe it's their first time they've been in a movie theater all year. And they're going to see... Posters on the wall for the war with grandpa. They're going to see those giant cutout standees of the war with grandpa. You know, you're going to have kids who've never, they've never seen Robert De Niro in their life. They're just going to see the Cruz movie and they pass a giant standee of Robert De Niro, you know, pulling a prank. They want to get their picture taken with it. They go home, they look at the picture, they put the picture on Instagram and you've got this whole new audience that are like, who is that guy? Who is in that standee? 
That well, they're might... going to think it's the, the a cast member from SNL. Mm-hmm. Right. They're going to say, is that the is that the guy who plays Muller on SNL? He's in a movie now? I mean, listen. He's when, a standee? When Dana Carvey was playing George Bush Sr., he's playing Ross Perot. If we saw a standee with the guy who plays Ross Perot on SNL, we're going to see that movie. Right. So yeah, you're you're I think Crude's New Age is going to get a lot of kids who have who have just never experienced Robert De Niro before and seeing him in those cardboard standees all over the theater and you would have to imagine I bet you they get a lot more use out of less standees than they used to. You know, you would go back in the 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 booming days of movies and there'd be standees everywhere, you know, all different movies. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you go into a movie theater now and there's like five different standees just for the war with grandpa. Just yeah, you about. got the Christopher Walken one. Mm-hmm. You've got who else is in that movie is or they're um, just they're just throwing them in the back. You know, they each theater might be given more than one. Of the same setup. So, you know, you put one by the concessions, you put one in the bathroom. Maybe they're getting creative. They're hanging them upside down from the ceiling. Just to oh, fill so the like space. Like when you're using the restroom, you look up and there's a, a De Niro standee looking down at you. Yep. And you're like, oh, this is what the movie is like. I I was only here to see Cruise New Age, but next weekend, I want to see the standee on the big screen. Yeah, I want to see the standee move. I want the 3D version of the standee. Or the 2D version. No, I guess it would still be a 1D. No, it's 2D. It's 2D. The standee is 1D. So they're going up a D. Yeah. And then if it was to be a 3D, when the 3D re-release is, they'll be able to see that same character in all 3Ds. Right, right. Well, and I think the main thing is... You go see The War with Grandpa in a movie theater. The standee is talking and it's moving. So those are big upgrades. Here's what they... And we've we've talked about similar ideas previously, but what if a way to promote a film is, you know, you have to distance. You have to sit apart from people. Mm -hmm. And it's a little sad to sit in an empty theater. So why not promote the movies within the theater by having standees sitting in those seats that people can't sit in. Right. Right. I mean, that might be what's happening. So you might have people going to see Cruise new age and there's a Nero standee, you know, he's just sitting there the two seats over with his arm around you. I mean, it's great promotion. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think War with Grandpa is going to get a little crude's bump next weekend. Yeah, so Whereas that's, I, th- I think it overtakes audience. Freaky. Yeah, and I'm just looking, Freaky's shedding a lot more theaters than War with Grandpa. And that'll probably continue to happen. And uh, yeah, I agree. War with Grandpa is still, there's still... I don't think we'll get the miracle run where it gets back to number one, but it's going to hang up at the, at the top for a while. So number four, let him go. Kevin Costner, Diane 
Lane made $453,000, drop of 37.3%. This movie has made $8.7 million. Again, this movie is already on PVOD. So whoever was going to go to the theater to see it has gone to see it. We then have number five, Come Play, which is three made $373,000, down 33.6%. And it's at 8.6. So these, again, a movie that's now on PVOD. So these movies were going to make what they were going to make in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And now they're the main revenue source is PVOD. So talking about these movies, we're more talking streamo boy territory than really bo boy territory. And maybe maybe we'll get around to doing a episode or a segment at least where we find some PVOD numbers for these movies. I know you we talked about last week how come play did not seem to be charting very well on PVOD. I am curious to see what Let Him Go ends up doing on PVOD because I think we both agree that has a chance to be a real at-home hit. I mean, I think the one that really has a chance to be an at-home hit is Freaky. Yeah, yeah. Big star, funny, horror movies. They do well at the theater, but they also do well on your streaming services and your Mm -hmm. PVODs. So I do think Freaky is going to make a dent. All right. Well, let's do a little Streamo Boys in the next couple of weeks once we start getting some numbers. Streamo Boys segment, not a whole episode because that would no, make no, me no. sick. No. I mean, listen, we 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 can't leave BO when you got Crude's A New Age uh, just, you know, finally giving us a blockbuster. Yes. So there's your top five. And Nothing just else an update. super interesting in the rest of the 10. What were you going to say? Just an just tenant number eight three hundred thousand. Uh, it's still in six hundred fifty six theaters in its thirteenth week, lucky number thirteen, and it is standing at fifty seven point four mil. So it made it over fifty five, which I didn't think was going to happen. And what is the what do we know what the PVOD situation for tenant is? Is that going to be coming, PVOD? It's, It'll be available to purchase, I believe, December 15th. And not, I mean, God, the uh, they're going Wonder Woman HBO Max and they can't even get Tenet on there. It's, it just boggles the mind. Yeah, Tenet will be so yesterday's news by the time it drops to, on a streaming service. Yeah. I mean, will you even watch it? What? It, I'm thinking if it when it comes on HBO Max, it's gonna feel like such old news that I really don't even want to watch it because again, like you said, it's got that stink of failure. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the stink. People are more apt to wallow in the stink of failure when they're at home behind closed doors. You know, you don't want to wallow in that stink in public, but maybe when you're on your living room couch, you feel like they won't smell the stink. But I agree. I, I think Tenant, by the time it gets to... I mean, even PVOD, I, I don't expect great, great things from Tenant. To me, that's a hard sell. Yeah, especially around this time when you're also going to... 
see a lot of other big movies streaming that are new movies that you know you're just seeing for the first time are going to be dropping on streamers um anything else in this top 10 that we need to cover no so do we want to quickly we could talk about we uh we received a report a field report from one of our wannabe old boys out there adam from the stacks so adam from the stacks who was i would say gone from wannabe old boy you know listener to full on i mean i won't say staff because you know is that he's not getting compensated but he's out there collecting stories and sending them in Uh uh-huh so if Adam, Stack, Adam from the Stacks wants to say he's part of the media or he's a brainworm inside of the media, you know, he might have that claim. He's, so, our Jimmy Ol- he's our Jimmy Olsen. Yes. Yes. Which is a great spot to be in because you'll get saved if something happens to you. You'll be fine. Um, so Adam from the Stacks wrote in. Uh, subject says his subject header is boycott on Wonder Woman 1984. He says, Dearest B.O. Boys, new developments on the Wonder Woman front. Due to searing hatred for CNN, Trump supporters are calling for a boycott on all things AT&T, including Warner Media. This means a boycott on Wonder Woman 1984. If the Trump base follows through, which they very well might, this could mean a 70 million person black hole in the U.S. market. And a boycott uh, that may be adopted by populists in other countries. Uh, I anticipate China will still happily watch Wonder Woman even in theaters. That is from Adam from the Stack. So he, to sum that up, he's basically saying that Trump supporters may boycott Wonder Woman because of their dislike for the parent company Warner Media. Clayton, are you feeling that as a possibility? Do we think Adam from the Stacks has hit on something? Is Wonder Woman and HBO Max possibly in trouble because you've got half of the domestic box office customers who may be biased against it? Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to start seeing the the way that they are going to measure the success of Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max is subscriber numbers, right? Yes. And I feel like you're going to get that motion by the Trump supporters once these numbers start rolling out to stop the count of new Mm -hmm. subscribers. Mm -hmm. They're going to want only subscribers that are real subscribers. They're going to say these, look, this subscriber has been dead for 10 years. They're going to, they're going to say this, this person subscribed four times they're going to try and look for malfeasance. They're going to try to look for padded numbers. I do believe that this will be something that could happen. I think they're already boycotting. I think these people will not have HBO max anyway. And I think the main thing will be, they're going to, they're going to say that these subscriber accounts are fraudulent. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. Which I mean, listen, you know, you're going to hear, uh, Trump supporters saying that they're uh, these subscribers are logging in 
on their parents' login. And you shouldn't count that. But that's not a new subscriber, though. Well, listen, I'm just predicting what, you know, Giuliani is going to be out there saying. Okay. And, I mean, here is the thing. I have been very uh, 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 wary of what Wonder Woman is really going to mean to the subscriber count for HBO Max. I don't think it's going to be a giant boost. And I think what might happen is once that 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 inkling starts getting out there that Wonder Woman 1984 is not boosting the subscriber count that much or that it looks like you know HBO Max's count isn't going up you might have those people who are already uh biased against Warner Media who are going to go out there and call it a failure preemptively you know, I wouldn't be shocked if there is a Trump tweet two days after Christmas saying giant failure, Wonder Woman is a bomb, total bust, fake HBO Max, something like that. Home Alone 2 was a hit. Yep. But yeah, I think Adam from the Stacks has maybe hit on something where there's going to be people out there who the HBO Max name means something to them that is uh, something they can't be a part of. And I do think that any sniff of failure about HBO Max or Wonder Woman that starts trickling out there, there's going to be people who are going to try and blow that up. And, And I think misinterpret that and put out not the same kind of analysis that we're going to give it. Listen, we'll call it a failure if it's a failure. But if we call it a failure, it is a failure because we only tell the truth. Yeah, we don't have a bias against it. I mean, you— Of course listen, not. Here's the difference between—here's here's the box office media and real media. Here's the difference, is that you don't think it was a good decision to put Wonder Woman on HBO Max. You've right. boldly stated that. That is your opinion. You think that that is a bad— business choice if it turns out to be a boon for hbo max if it turns out to be an unqualified success you will admit it oh and i'll be glad i'll be glad i would admit it if it was a total failure right whatever you hear from us will be the facts will be the truth yeah so i mean that's that's our guarantee yes you know i want Wonder Woman, HBO Max, Warner Media, AT&T. I want them all to do great. I'm not looking to boycott anything. I'm not looking to uh, unfairly besmirch anything. I'm looking for them to find the best path. But yeah, Anna from the Sacks might be right. There's there's definitely people who don't think that way. And they might be coming for Wonder Woman 84. We'll see. I mean, Adam is, he is writing in from these stacks. So he yeah, definitely is giving us a perspective that we don't necessarily have. That's cool. Yeah, he's, he's in the thick of it. Right. I mean, I'm, right. I'm recording this from a, from a refinished barn. Right. He's right. maybe writing that email from an actual barn. Right. 
Right. Like a functional barn. Like you're 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 in barn and barn is not really serving any purpose other than uh being the home to your podcast. Pretty much. You know, but Anna from the Sacks, he might be writing that email while, you know, milking a cow in barn and from that cow's udders, he's getting a, a, a sense of whether people in the stacks are going to boycott Wonder Woman 84. Were you saying this is some sort of mystical cow now? It's just, it's a cow that walks that earth that is around other people. And it, you just get a sense. When you're out there doing that labor in the stacks... You get a sense of 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 what's happening. Okay. I assume. I assume. Listen, I'm I'm a coastal elite, and I assume there is some level of, uh, you know, ESP that is happening to the stacks dwellers, to the earth dogs. You think they can lick their finger, stick it to- in the air, and know? If the wind is moving towards Wonder Woman succeeding. Yes. Yes. I think a plain Billy has that ability. Or well, at least a saying, plain. I think a I plain mean, Billy has the uh, the power to pick up a pile of dirt, rustle it through his fingers. And the person, the plain Billy who previously had stepped on that dirt. He could tell if if that person is going to see Wonder Woman eighty four, or if they're. Well, then they don't need us if they have these kind of powers. Well, he still doesn't fully understand what it means, though. (laughs) I think I think the plain billies they could get a sense of things from the dirt, from the cow waters, but it's sort of like those those uh, uh, images that you know it pops in and out of their heads, and they need us to fully explain it. Man, I mean, I, 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 it'd be interesting to go to Kansas. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, Pat, I think, you know what? I think we did it. Oh, I definitely think we've done it. So where can they find us? Email us, especially if you are a plain Billy, an earth dog, a stacks dweller like Adam. And let us know, have you heard anything about possible boycotts against Wonder Woman 1984? What are you hearing? What are you feeling in the dirt? What are you feeling on the cow waters? Email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Or you could also just leave us a five-star review on uh, the podcast app that you're listening to this on, preferably Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review and write in the comments whatever you want us to know, whatever you want us to read out loud. So again, boboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a five-star review with a comment. Let's see if we have any. Yeah, we'll check. We'll check, see if if there's any new ones that are worthwhile and we'll read it next week. Um, So... Patreon, we're not doing a personal Patreon, obviously. You know, it's Christmas time. You know, it doesn't look like people are going to be getting any sort of uh, stimulus. So all that money you saved to not put 
money in our Patreon kitty. Definitely use that on your kids and your family this Christmas, but spare a little bit for our boy Jake Fogelnest at his Patreon. And Pat, you you spend a lot of time on that Patreon, so uh, you, there's is there cool stuff happening over there? Yeah, there's a lot of really, really cool stuff going on over at Jake Fogelnest's Patreon. And, you know, you brought up parents and their kids, and I honestly couldn't think of a better way for parents to spend money on their kids right now than to bring them over to Jake Fogelnest's Patreon and hang out there with the rest of us and let your kids experience some of the really cool, really fun, interesting, safe stuff that's going on over at Jake Fogelnest's Patreon, such as Squirt TV clips, Squirt TV full episodes, and you're even got a, a tier that gets you Squirt TV episodes with commentaries, with behind the scenes, with anecdotes. And so if you're a parent who's looking for something to get your kids, something that's affordable, something that's safe, something that's really cool, you know, Jake Fulgonis' Patreon, Squirt TV, that is a kid, when he was a kid, operating at the height of a kid's abilities, putting on uh, a, a show as a kid where you're getting guests such as members of the state, such as Jon Stewart, such as... Chibomato. Yep. Some of the biggest names of the early 90s comedy and downtown music scene, all on Squirt TV. And yeah, I'm just loving it. I'm having a great time over there. It's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool people. And I think if you're a parent with kids, it's the kind of content that you're going to want your kids to see. It's the kind of community that you're going to want them to be a part of. You know, and I've said it before, what's great about it too is that it's not just fun, but it's, you know, in these times when there's a lot of there's a lot of danger and a lot of uncertainty out there, Jake Fogelness's Patreon is just a really safe place to be. So, Pat, out of curiosity, how many hours a day would you say you spend at the Jake Fogelness Patreon? I mean, it's it's one of those places. It's sort of like uh, you lose a track of you lose you lose your sense of time, but it's okay. It's okay to not know how long you've been there, to not really even have a sense of where the day's gone, because it doesn't matter. Because you've you've been in a in a cool, interesting place, in a safe place. And you just look up and you say, that was time well spent. All right. So so you've been able to still find time to like, you know, do your work and spend time with your wife and. Yeah. I mean, she, she, I know that she knows I need to be doing this, that I need to be spending time at Jake Fogelness's Patreon with some really cool people and experiencing some really cool, safe content. And my wife knows that that is important. 
Okay. Great, great. Um, well, so anyway, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. And all uh, right, there's nothing left to say, but until next until time. Until next time, we'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it.